Come on, let's tune our weapons. Okay. I see you back in the ship. Knock, knock, motherfucker. Everybody, welcome to another episode of the one and only Silver Emulsion Podcast. It's probably a good thing that there's nothing else like this. <laughs> the Don't shit need show. 50s. Yeah, fifty of these. Uh. No, no, we only need one shit show movie podcast, and it's <laughs> it's this one. <laughs> uh, so I don't know what I was saying. That's welcome. Uh, my name is Will. Steven over here in the corner. Yeah, and uh, today we're talking about a movie that some would call a classic, (laughs) (laughs) and some would call a less than classic, (laughs) and maybe even harsher. (laughs) The uh, the nineteen eighty seven low budget horror. Uh, music film. <laughs> I don't know how you want to classify this. Uh, it's called Rock and Roll Nightmare. The original title was The Edge of Hell. Um, 1987. Directed by John Fasano. And, uh, yeah. He done anything else special or noteworthy? Or? He's done... <clears throat> this, I believe, is his first movie. Hmm. And they, there's another movie with Thor, John Michael Thor, <laughs> star of Rock and Roll Nightmare. Um, there's another movie that he made before this. I mean, he he's in a couple of movies, but but there's a movie that he made that he's an actor in called Zombie Nightmare, mm. and I believe John Fasano wrote that. I know he didn't direct it, mm. but uh, after Rock and Roll Nightmare, um, he made a few more movies. There's one. That's another uh, heavy metal horror movie called Black Roses that I've never seen, but it sounds really cool, and I want to check that out. And then there's a a another movie that that I have that I haven't seen yet called The Jitters, <laughs> and it is uh, an American movie, a low budget American movie, or, or I guess it's a Canadian movie because he's Canadian, um, and it's a uh, how do I say it? It's a, a Jiangxi. Chinese hopping vampire movie. <laughs> hey, wow. <laughs> that alone just sounds fascinating. Yeah. There's a Canadian Jiangxi movie. Yeah, but. it's called The Jitters, and I, I, I got to see it. So yeah, I, yeah, I, I got it, but haven't watched it yet. Sounds like a winner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I haven't heard anybody talk about it. I just happened upon it. I don't know why, but somehow I ran into it and was like, holy shit. The, the things you find plumbing the depths of yeah. the B-horror movie right. landscape. Right, right. So, yeah, so but uh, Rock and Roll Nightmare. It was titled Rock and Roll Nightmare because uh, I guess they couldn't, they were having a hard time selling it as the edge of hell. <laughs> And so they they retitled it Rock and Roll Nightmare and were able to sell it uh, a little more briskly. Weird. (laughs) And you wouldn't think a horror movie titled Edge of Hell would be a bad thing, but... No, no, yeah, but uh, you never know. I guess, uh, depending, I mean, the VHS, I don't know if it had the same cover, but with the cover like that, it seems more like a rock and roll nightmare. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. <laughs> so, this is a pretty low budget movie. Yeah. I don't know that it's I was trying to think like is this the lowest budget movie we've watched? 
I don't know. I want to say Bloodbeat was more low budget, but that was also, I feel, more... It seemed more low budget, anyway. Yeah. That one seems more competently made, I think, than this one, but but, uh, I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, Bloodbeat did have the weird, crazy uh, editing effects with, like, the light, yeah, the little glowing effects. Right, right. More so than this movie, so... Yeah, yeah. This movie really shows its uh, its seams mm-hmm. <laughs> on some <laughs> of the effects. Whether that's good or bad is right. up to you, of course. But it's all up to you. Only you. Well, only me. I determine it for <laughs> yeah, all for, time. For all people ever watching the movie, they gotta come Past to you. Past and future. Yes. <laughs> defers to me. You are now the arbiter of <laughs> rock and roll nightmares. Seams. <laughs> Uh, so, what is this movie? Uh, a group, uh, a rock and roll group called the Tritons, goes up to a farmhouse in in Toronto, Canada, or, or around Toronto, because Toronto is a big city. Yeah, somewhere, um, somewhere near Toronto yeah. to uh, work on their new album. Yeah, they they need a little uh, peace and quiet to yeah not get distracted and just bang out some (laughs) bang out the fucking jams (laughs) yeah yeah so they get this house that's uh got a bit of a history but they don't know that right but we do yeah we yeah the opening (laughs) uh, scene is kind of nice little fun skeleton in the oven kind (laughs) of yeah yeah it's uh doesn't really make sense if you think about it yeah it was a little uh lack of explanation on that because she's making food and she opens the fridge and something happens in the fridge i thought and then it cuts away and then she's in the oven when they come back yeah that was a little weird do i mind no I don't think that <laughs> hurts anything. <laughs> just, just an oddity. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like these demons were coming out of everywhere, so... They were. They were. And... If these demons... Theoretically, you know, they have portals to hell. If they can open one in the fridge, why can't they open one in the stove as well? Yeah, you know, just... <laughs> It's like only a foot apart, you know. Yeah, it's right there. So yeah, so so a family, or at least the the mother is killed, and then uh, we flash forward to the band coming uh, to jam. Yeah. (laughs) Typical horror shenanigans, I suppose. Yeah. Ensue from there. Pretty much. Pretty much. It's uh yeah pretty pretty standard I guess, um. So so, uh, <laughs> how how did you uh, do with this movie? I think I did okay. I was enjoying it. Yeah, even even the uh, I don't want to talk about the ending. Just the the parts leading up to you know the first yeah, two the, thirds where it's where it's pretty normal horror relatively stuff, yeah. normal like. I mean, it's not necessarily well done horror movie, but it's just like a low budget horror movie doing low budget horror movie things, right? And I would say it uh, does a couple of things. That first off, it just has some variety to the yeah. monsters. There's like they they're not there for very long, but like every time is like a new thing. It's like yeah, those little like weird thumb looking guys with the one eye <laughs> yeah it's like everything that pops up and attacks somebody is a brand new thing that has not been in the movie before yeah so it's, that's true so that's a good thing like you keep yeah. watching to go oh what's the next thing that's gonna happen oh this guy's got an arm coming out of his stomach right <laughs> yeah it's not just the same little thumb looking dude every time popping up and like coughing into a (laughs) a drink or anything (laughs) right it's 
always kind of doing something new, something just weird for the yeah, sake of it. And it so that's that's always entertaining to get that. So, for sure. All right. Um, so the I'm other waiting thing. Waiting for the butt. <laughs> <laughs> so it's got these very long, slow periods. Yes, that, it does. That I would say in probably any other horror movie, yeah. I would have been bored as fuck. Okay. But this movie. Yeah. Whenever it gets to these really boring scenes, it overlays them with some badass rock. <laughs> yes, it does. And so I don't really care about like what's <laughs> happening on the screen because I'm just kind of rocking out with the music at that point. Yeah. So it kind of got me through that. <laughs> we'll see. We, we found the secret. <laughs> you, you just need some 80s rock to yeah. get me into it. All right. <laughs> I don't... Yeah, that... Well, so so the music held me together, held it together for me, and and there is a lot of good music. It's yeah, fucking Thor and the Tritons. Most of the music is is just them. So, um, I don't know if those act, those those the bandmates in the movie are actually his band, but that is his band, Thor and the Tritons. That's the Mm -hmm. name, but I don't know if they're the actual band or not. Yeah, I was wondering that myself. I would imagine they are because I don't think yeah. that they were. None of them seemed like they were trained actors or anything. Right, and they, they kind of <laughs> knew what they were doing with the instruments. It looked like. So. Yeah, yeah, they looked like they were, they were knowledgeable enough. And uh, yeah, I don't know. That one guy was doing a fake English accent, fucking <laughs> 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 making me crack up every time he talked. Yeah, that was. <laughs> That guy. <laughs> a stig. Stig, a yeah. Fucking Stig. Who has a name Stig? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> no last name either, I don't think. Just, just yeah, I don't Stig. Think so, yeah. I, I, was, I think it was in the, the end credits, too. It was Stig. Just straight up Stig, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was... Uh, wasn't the married couple, like, the last name was, like... Um, ebert or something it was yeah. it was ebert and and uh the guy's name was roger <laughs> yeah it was just like there was some kind of like <laughs> yeah roger ebert i was like what the heck <laughs> they spelt they spelt it with a, a u in the uh in the credits I yeah saw it was like some weird end. spelling of it so it right. wasn't uh no copyright infringement or anything right it was i don't know do you have copyright infringement on a name I don't know. Yeah. I don't think so. It's some other infringement. <laughs> Slander. <laughs> Brand violation. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. You don't come to the Silver Emotion Podcast for, for legal advice. <laughs> That's for damn sure. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> if you do, <laughs> good luck. Yeah, we're <laughs> we have no liability on that. We, yeah. I'm 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 less help. Than fucking caveman lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> you ever seen caveman lawyer? No. It's SNL skit. No. Oh. It's fucking good stuff. Although I do kind of <laughs> remember. I don't know if you've read that in Sandman. There was the caveman lawyer who was immortal and lived to the present day. And oh, I don't think I saw that. And he's yeah, he's uh, he you, like you find out that he's been alive since like caveman days. And, oh wow! And, what the and, fuck? And it said what, and it was like kind of described as like his career. He spent most of his life as a lawyer because <laughs> of of some form or another. Because there's <laughs> always a need for a lawyer. Oh and, wow! Like, so it's it's a job that's always the, out there, no matter what society you're in. Oh fuck! So he's he he made it through <laughs> thousands of years as a lawyer. <laughs> Jesus Christ! An actual caveman lawyer. <laughs> Wow. I think there's one where they have Frankenstein as a lawyer, too, on that fucking SNL. I don't know. Maybe I'm getting things confused. I don't know. Nearing 40, so it's just like, Like, huh? (laughs) Brain is out the window. Yeah. Getting a fucking lobotomy. Oh, man. Um... So yeah, lots of rock and roll in this mu- movie, which is uh, good for a movie called Rock and Roll Nightmare. Yeah, y- you'd hope it'd be there. Yeah. Well, that's the boring scenes helped by the rock. Yeah, I a, like to hear that. 
Yeah. So instead of just sitting there like, oh, where is this going? I was just right. like, awesome music. Yeah. <laughs> it, you know, I don't notice, like, I, I don't, I rarely get bored during those sections of horror movies. I mean, sometimes they're just bad and they're right. just not good. But oftentimes I, I specifically enjoy the, the prelude to horror part of 80s horror movies before, mm. like, the carnage starts. Um, it's like a little slice of 80s life and i don't know i, I mm. enjoy it it's not so much like that here here it's just like there's so much weird shit and this is like <laughs> fucking funny dialogue and i don't know shit that makes me laugh so it's uh it's a different experience than a normal horror movie for me but uh what i was gonna say is like this movie it's it feels so effortless to watch this movie and maybe it is because there's just constantly music going right but uh it's just so easy to watch you know like some horror movies it's like okay come on let's get it going (laughs) even i feel that way but right this is just rolling yeah it's uh keeps things happening yeah but do you think that it's good not considering the ending. I don't want to talk about the just the the, the initial part of the movie, the first two thirds. The first two thirds. I mean, I was having a good time through it, so I guess the answer to that has to be yes. If, yeah. I mean, if if I'm having a good time, then it's got to be on some level working. Yeah, that's true. Um, but I mean, if you go into like technicality, like is it? quality production or something like that well obviously it's yeah well yeah of course not but (laughs) (laughs) but it's entertaining so no but yeah it's it's well made in that it's fun and it's i don't i don't feel like they were attempting to make anything other than what they made right (laughs) you know um some of the effects and like i'm sure if they had more money they would have theoretically done more with the effects because a lot of times you just see like oh the kid like the fucking whatever when the kid had the monster face right it's like it's a kid with the monster face and that's pretty much all you get right and i'm fine with that but i feel like if they had more money i would be totally fine with more to that you know yeah i mean they could have had some kind of actual transformation scene that would have been cool or some kind of goring yeah you know (laughs) because you just see him he's there and then it kind of cuts to the oh there's something happening but you're not looking at it yeah yeah you see the shadows and you don't really know what's going on but yeah you know it ain't good and you know and that gets the point across right It, it would be nice to actually see it but I can't uh, put that kind of expectation on just this low budget. Yeah. Just backwards filmed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, for what for the money that they had, I'm surprised. Usually you don't get the same, the, the, the variety. <laughs> like you're yeah, talking yeah. about all the different I mean, monsters. Yeah, stuff. I mean, I was just impressed by what they did get out there. <laughs> yeah. is, is honestly pretty good for what they, what resources they had available is... Hey, good job on that, guys. You know, yeah. what I mean, it's just yeah. Usually, you get like one, one killer, and you see his arm and his legs through most of the movie, and then you see right. Like, oh, now they show his face at the end of the movie, and you're like, okay. Yeah, and, and this gives a lot more reveals of a lot more interesting stuff. It so definitely does. That that is one of the big keys to making a horror movie that i will enjoy yeah is that variety of having different things to see and experience rather than just yeah the same thing over and over and do you think that this movie is going for scares i kind of doubt it I certainly didn't feel that way. Yeah. But then I hardly ever feel that way anyway, so. Right, but it from what I've noticed, it seems like when a movie tries to generally, you know, go for those scares, seems to generally be a, a portion of the movie where you're like, "Meh, come on, let's just <laughs> let's move it along." <laughs> right. I'm not right. scared. Let's go. <laughs> and so, when I was watching this, I mean, I'm not scared. I don't give a shit. 
with most horror movies, but this one, I don't feel like <laughs> there's really supposed to be scares. Right. It was more like it was just kind of doing the horror movie thing because it was a horror movie. Yeah. And it's like, oh, well, we got to have this kind of stuff in a horror movie, so here it is. Yeah. But I don't know. That, yeah, I don't know that they were really trying to be scary. And there weren't really any jump scares. No, not really at all. And, like, the closest, I think, was probably when the one guy just gets sucked into a dark hallway or something. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah, and there's, like, the creepy first-person camera where it's, like, going around on the floor and stuff like that. Yeah. That's not really scary. That's just kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it was fun when it, like, it just decides to settle in the center of the living room and just spin around for, like, <laughs> a dozen <laughs> times. <laughs> Like, oh, it was this creepy monster. It's just having fun. It's uh, Yeah. I always imagined that was one of those little thumb-looking dudes. They seem to be like the, the incompetent henchmen from like an 80s cartoon show or something. <laughs> yeah. I love that one that's, he's got like that fucking weird hair and he's like smoking a cigarette. <laughs> what the fuck? That's my favorite. Yeah. Uh, Oh, there were the there were those weird starfish-looking things, but that gets more into the ending. Yeah, yeah no, that I comes mean, out at the ending. Yeah, but they're they're still part of just that that variety of just weird, <laughs> goofy shit that's all right. The movie that is, yeah, like what the fuck is that? <laughs> like the final, you know, the the final uh, showdown, and okay, he's throwing green fucking starfish things. Like what? <laughs> okay. <laughs> just comes out of nowhere yeah and literally nowhere you don't see where they're coming no from. you don't you don't <laughs> just, you don't know anything are they is he throwing them or are they just appearing out of midair and flying around yeah were they hiding in the rafters this whole time you just don't know you it's don't just, know there could yeah they could have opened a portal and just flown in <laughs> <laughs> who knows yeah, and, and you know it's that ambiguity, you know, but <laughs> it makes movies great. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm I'm glad we get to see the monsters. I'm glad there's lots of the monsters. Yes, yes. Um, low budget though they may be, and but they're fun. They're and they're exactly, well designed, yeah, they're, well enough to. Yeah, you know, they they don't look totally shitty, I and mean, you can kind of tell. Oh, that's kind of a sock puppet kind of a thing. But, yeah, but it looks good enough. Right, right. Like that thing when they uh, when they open the fridge towards the end, and it's like a fucking uh, cooked chicken or something. Yeah, and it, and like, it like turns into it like and it has a mouth, and it's like clearly you know it's some kind of a puppet. But that was just so much fun. It's just like, fucking yeah, it's awesome. I love how he's just like, oh, I need a coke. <laughs> like he just reaches around the insane zombie chicken, yeah. grabs a coke, walks off. Like whatever. Yeah, this movie must have. I mean it. You would think that it was brought to you by fucking Coke. The amount of times <laughs> that they put Coke in the fucking foreground of every shot. Yeah. Like, uh, there was one time, and I'm not sure if this is, this might actually be owned by Coke too. I don't know. Is the Crush. There oh, was that gigantic really? clock in, of, oh, okay. in the kitchen. So where it was this, this, it just it's time for Crush. It's just like this huge <laughs> like banner. And then in the corner is a clock. And yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I noticed that, and it was, I think it was that scene where he was getting the coke out of the fridge. Is like, yeah, because he right. turns off the light, and that clock is still glowing oh, or something. Okay. And I was like, oh, there's a gigantic <laughs> crush ad right there. Okay, and this is the kind of movie where I'm like, I'm not sure if that's just incidentally happened to be there or because. Yeah, I, there's no way that these people got fucking <laughs> money from Coke yeah. sponsors. Yeah, there's no fucking way. <laughs> like, yeah, we, we we want to to you to advertise Coke in your movie about rock and roll demons. Man, and... I mean, you know, I mean, I guess it's possible <laughs> because. Product placement in movies was a kind of a like a wild west during the 80s hmm. and it all sort of came to a head with mac and me in in uh 89 when when 
over the course of like the 80s studios and corporations realized like oh like we can get our things in these movies and it makes us money (laughs) and it's like really good for it like it works really well and so we got to do more of this and then mac and me have you seen mac and me i have not seen it i think i read your review on it Uh, we're gonna fucking we're gonna watch it at some point but uh that movie was basically funded by coke like it was a there was a production company put together to make that movie and it was put together by like coke mcdonald's and some other like these big corporations specifically for the purpose of product placement so the entire movie is like built on the foundation of product placement so i guess in the days before <laughs> where they really realized like oh shit we gotta weaponize this fucking product placement maybe maybe john fasano and john michael thor just walked into coke and were like <laughs> Hey guys, we're making a movie. Want to put Coke in your in my movie? And they're like, "All right, here's here's five grand." <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, I mean, the, this is at the low enough budget where even just a little bit that Coke might yeah. just be sure here's a pocket <laughs> change would be a pretty significant uh, factor in how much they could get done. So yeah, I mean, it's possible. I doubt yeah. it, but I like to think yeah. of. Of, I don't know what John Fasano looks like, but but I I like to imagine John Michael Thor in one of his <laughs> wonderful rock outfits, yeah, just fucking <laughs> strutting into Coke headquarters <laughs> and like kicking open the door. <laughs> yeah, I'm picturing him in that red shirt that's just V yeah. down to his waist. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a that's a classic look for the rock and roll uh, front man. Yeah. That was another thing I was going to say. Variety of the monsters. Variety in the outfits. Yeah, yeah, they they change clothes. <laughs> so, hey. Yeah, cuz it's not just, you know, they're going to they're going to Oh, we're going to uh, practice our song We Live to Rock. No. We're going to fucking dress up and like yeah, <laughs> we're going to perform this. This is this is a freaking full on dress rehearsal. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like they were making a music video for us, the audience. Yeah. <laughs> I love uh, it. It did a couple of those with different yes. setups and Yeah, there's there's We Live to Rock and then later, later they do Energy. Yeah, have different <laughs> outfits, and I think uh, yeah, Thor is actually on the guitar instead of just singing. He's yeah. So I think in We Live to Rock, he's just singing, and they got the other two guys on the guitars. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, I think on on Energy he plays bass, but I'm not. I wasn't looking too closely. I was mesmerized by the the rock energy. Yeah, <laughs> good stuff. I fucking love I love Thor. He's he's. <laughs> I don't know. There's something about him that just is uh, just intoxicating. I just yeah, love he's, it. He's entertaining. <laughs> he's fucking awesome. Uh, and he intros the uh, the DVD a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Did you see that? <laughs> yeah, I saw the intro to that. And, and I guess there's an ending thing of it, too. There is, yeah. And for reasons I, I still have not identified, yeah. the, the sound just immediately went out after the end credits. Oh. So... He he did the whole little outro and yeah. I, it, there was no sound. I'm like, um, oh, that's weird, huh? And then it went back to the main menu and there was no sound. Yeah. And I was gonna watch a little bit of the interview with him or something, and there was no, no sound. sound. I was um, just like, I oh, okay, so I don't know. Oh, that's weird. Maybe if you restart it or something. Yeah. I'm possibly some weird short in my system gave out or something. But yeah, um, I mean, I've had things like that happen um, on my DVD player. I imagine it's something to do with their authoring of DVDs because yeah. there's like flags you can check for audio and maybe they didn't hit the one flag and whatever player you're playing on it has a bug that like it needs that flag or it fucking freaks out or whatever. Yeah, so something weird there. Yeah. But well, anyway, at the end, he says like, fuck yeah, you survived rock and roll nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> 
and it's not much more than that, you know. Yeah, yeah. It didn't seem like it was much. I mean, the intro wasn't much either. No, no. Him just saying, "Hey, you're about to watch this movie I made." Yeah. <laughs> but you know, he's pumped for it. So he's pumped, and he pumps me up for it. So that's yeah. you know, that's all I need. But yeah, John Michael Thor. He's he's a a, a wonderful character. He's uh, he's in a few movies. He's uh, been he's probably got I don't know twenty or thirty albums at this point. Oh wow! I've I only bet. heard a, I've only heard a couple, but uh, from the from the eighties era, and they're fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I always mean to like check out the rest Get of the more, discography, yeah. but I just haven't uh, haven't drilled down on that. Right. They uh, they made a documentary about him a few years ago, probably two or three years ago, hmm. called I Am Thor. <laughs> and for whatever reason, I haven't watched it. Uh, it. It makes me sad when I think about it. Like, ugh, I'm doing Thor, like I'm doing him wrong. <laughs> I'm a fan and I'm not, not I'm not supporting. Not out there, yeah. yeah. Mm. I feel bad. Oh, well. But yeah. Anyway, but he he's really into Thor. He he uh, performs. I, I don't think he has the hammer in this at all. But he performs with the. He has a hammer and mm. fucking cape and everything, and you know the full rock garb like he shows right. in, shows off in the movie. Leathers like in the in the end, <laughs> the end battle. <laughs> oh man, that, that that outfit, man. <laughs> yeah, I think that's is that the one on the cover here? Kinda. Uh, it's I don't think he has the sh- the shoulder yeah, strap. Yeah, he doesn't have the strap. That, and he has a cape too. Yeah, and this, the, he doesn't have pants uh, in the movie. Oh no, he does. He does. It's on the back here, and he has a strap. Hmm. I don't remember the strap though. Yeah, I don't either. Maybe he ripped it off with his rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hmm. the logistics of that kind of escaped me. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, you just gotta watch it again, I guess. Yeah, I, I guess so. So, I don't know. Do we have anything else about the, the before we go into the ending? I don't know. I mean, it's I mean just we can wrap back around, but yeah, I mean, it's I suppose. I, mean, I think we've kind of already talked about it, but just kind of yeah. I mean, it's very just generic at that point of just typical it is just here here's the generic uh, staples of the horror movie victims yeah and it's pretty straightforward i mean it has the weird monsters but other than that yeah it, it aside from just weird monsters actually appearing very cut and dry normal run-of-the-mill stuff of yeah you know the bitch girl who's just all unhappy with shit and wants to screw people over and yeah just yeah real basic characters yeah and and real basic cliches and not bad but it's just it is very generic in that way yeah there's there's nothing really unique other than just stig (laughs) stig and one the monsters and just the yeah the whole you know the rock and roll yeah (laughs) And just in terms of narrative, yeah, yeah, it's very basic. It's just oh yeah, nothing out of the ordinary. All of its uh, style and enjoyment comes from the monster designs and the music, right? And all the accoutrement. Yeah, the the <laughs> atmosphere it builds being very different, but right narrative structure totally everything you've ever seen before, <laughs> right? And to the point, you know, I've seen this movie before. I'm, I know what this movie is, but I watch it this time, and it's happened to me before when I watch it. And in the in the in this early part of the movie, I'm thinking, you know, I love this movie, but this part, I mean, it's great, but <laughs> I just remember it being better than. Th- I remember the movie being better than this, <laughs> and then it all changes. When the end comes, right? The, the, and I remember. Oh yes, this is why I love this movie. <laughs> that that ending. Oh man, it it was enjoyable before. Yes, and then the ending just one of the greatest twist endings is I've ever not? seen. It's fucking awesome, right? <laughs> I love it. It's the best. 
as soon as it happens, I'm like, oh shit, I'm losing my mind. <laughs> I love it because you don't see it coming. Right. It's just it's it's out of nowhere and yet fits so perfectly right. with what's going on. Yeah. Because and... when when he turns and starts explaining it, and then like starts calling the fucking like the devil by his names and shit and so you see like oh fuck <laughs> he set this all up <laughs> this is and it's totally believable right <laughs> this dude's the fucking intercessor <laughs> holy shit <laughs> i never knew what the intercessor was before but holy shit it's him <laughs> it's so badass and like it, it just not only it, it's one of those endings where I've I've kind of I kind of struggle for examples of this, and so this will now become one of my examples All right. that, that hope will be like a go-to for when I'm trying to <laughs> explain that is how an ending can just totally make or break a story. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, and like because this ending isn't just great as itself it makes the previous parts of the film better yeah because all of that just generic straightforward this is everything you've ever seen before <laughs> suddenly has a point to be what it right. is and now it's not just something generic it was meant to be that way yeah. and it feeds into oh, this ending I in a way it. that just makes it better so it's like this is the, the ending makes the previous parts of the film better yeah and so that was just it, it just comes out of nowhere and i think it's set up really because right before then like because this kind of starts when he goes to that coke in the fridge and he's like oh i need a coke that's kind of yeah. where it starts and because it's that's the start of the the gag reel section i guess yeah where he's doing normal things and there's monsters all around him and he just doesn't notice that's true yeah and it's just like oh here's this uh oh there's this thing in the fridge and he just totally ignores it and goes like he doesn't even see it grabs his coke walks off right he's drinking his coke there's a monster sneaking up next to him just sets it down on the thing's hand doesn't realize <laughs> it something's creeping around in the dark trying to freak him out he's just writing his music he's so into it doesn't even notice this thing in the corner yeah something dives at him he's dropped his pen oh i got it like it's it's this whole like comedy routine that just comes out of nowhere and you're like what the heck is going on and and then he suddenly gives the reveal and that is just such so i think that comedy reel is part of the reveal it's yeah it really it builds that up because you kind of don't know where it's going but you know it's going somewhere right and then it gives that reveal of hey i've been tricking your ass this whole time <laughs> and it's like oh shit. Like, of course he, all of that crap was deliberate all right. like everything here has been his plan to set this all up and <laughs> I fucking love it. It's so good. But yeah, I never really thought about it like that where that where he's even those those comedic moments, like he's purposefully doing that. I always just am laughing along with that and I don't even like think about it. But yeah, he's totally like ignoring the lesser demons to you know make the uh the boss come out yeah and <laughs> I, just, I just loved that whole explanation of no no none of this was real yeah this was all my creation to and his acting like <laughs> fucking turns like because of the whole movie he's just like whatever you know rock and roll guy acting and right, it's not right. great but it's not it's fine you know it's yeah. it's it's a movie it's a low budget movie who cares but then when he turns into the intercessor, it's like, holy shit, <laughs> this dude is for real. Right. You believe it. You're like, man, this this guy's going to fuck up the devil. <laughs> uh, and and that was that was fun. And yeah. And he's sitting there choking out the devil. I mean, <laughs> yeah. And then it goes into fucking slow mo. <laughs> it's just brilliant i love it yeah i don't care that the the actual devil 
thing is really kind of poorly constructed and right, like right. not I mean, much articulation. Yeah, th- just... there's there's no real articulation to it, but just if you saw just a still of it, yeah, it looks pretty good as just a still. Yes, yeah, no, it it's fine. It it passes. It's just there's moments where, like, <laughs> I mean, I'm fine with it. It's just it is kind of shitty. Yeah, <laughs> could have used a bit more movement in it right. somewhere. But in terms of of uh, realizing this moment in this movie, it's perfect. Yeah, it's fine. It, it, it works fine. Yeah. I mean, I could have used a bit more <laughs> intricacy in the interaction, but for sure. But just the fact that it was happening at all was just an amazing thing to see. In, right. Because <laughs> re- yeah, because you don't really see that coming at all in the movie at all like in, whether you n- know about the the intercessor or whatever you don't see him fighting a fucking <laughs> giant demon thing at you know seeing everything that you've seen in the movie right it's just kind of like well, where is this going now oh what we're having a wrestling match awesome <laughs> like <laughs> It's so cool. I love that it's in slow motion and they're just kind of like fucking <laughs> yelling at each other and like not that much happens. I don't know. The whole fucking time it's just rock and roll music and yeah, and it, I'm just it, <laughs> so thoroughly engaged. <laughs> it's it somehow works. Yeah, and in, in just being this ridiculously intense thing, and it's. And, and I got to go back to the comedy section. That just puts you in the mood for it. Just so yeah, well, like it, it just gets you in this mood of just happy <laughs> joy. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, let's do stuff. And crazy demon flying around. Yeah. And, then just, <laughs> and, and it just builds off of that so well. That it, it's an example of changing mood in a t- and tone in a yeah. film to its advantage that I know you've mentioned this before with like Hong Kong movies bouncing yeah. back and forth in yeah. tone and that Western movies don't tend to, they generally don't. Yeah. And this is an example of how you can use that effectively to, yeah. to set up a tone shift. And I love when movies do shit like that. Yeah. I think that movies that are just a singular tone are kind of, I mean, they're fine. They They do their thing, but, Life is a multi-tonal experience, you know? I don't know. I enjoy the the ebb and flow of things like that in movies. Yeah. And and whatever you want to say about the uh the effects work and the acting, uh, yeah. this movie manages its tone shifts very well. It does. It does for sure. And for what it is, I mean, it's uh, it's it's smartly written. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> structurally put to it just it works very well structurally. And I would say that it winds up at at the end being more a parody of the generic horror B movie thing than yeah a true example of it outright. But at the same time, it's kind of I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of. It tricks you into it because you don't realize it's a parody until right. the end. And yeah, it's a it's a little bit of both, the real yeah. and the parody. You know, yeah, kind of rides the line. Yeah, it's a interesting, unique experience for sure. <laughs> so, at the very end of the movie, they show the suburbs, and then they do like the the. I call it the vertigo effect. I think it's actually called vertigo effect because Hitchcock designed it for vertigo. Mm. It's where you, I think you zoom in and you dolly out at the same time or reverse that, whatever it is. Anyway, the subject in the foreground stays the same, but the background gets farther away. Mm. They do it in this. It's not super well done in this, so it's not as noticeable, but like, I don't know vertigo they do it goodfellas the scorsese movie is a very famous example i don't know they they do it a lot in movies and sort of kind of this ominous 
right. look and uh while i was looking up information for this movie just to see certain things um to make sure i knew the year and whatever i happened upon like a forum where people were talking about it and people were were like wondering why what's what's the shit at the end the suburbs at the end and to me it seemed very obvious especially with the title the edge of hell but <laughs> i just wondered how you uh how did you uh feel that those those suburb scenes were i don't know i don't think they really registered much i was no? just like yeah end of the movie all right okay I mostly, what I remember the end was him, like, at the gravestones, like... Yeah. He's like, yeah, I've avenged your death and everything. And then yeah, and then right after that, they show, like, a couple of random suburb houses that are not the house they were staying at or anything like mm. that. And then they show, like, a, a street in the suburb, and it has, like, ominous music, and it does that, that fucking vertigo effect. Mm. And, uh it's sort of like this ominous thing like he's vanquished <laughs> the devil but he's still out there and i saw it as like these these people in the suburbs are living on the edge of hell <laughs> where like <laughs> at any moment like shit could go down right. and just... and they're also living in the suburbs and just a few streets away <laughs> the fucking very the battle for <laughs> between good and evil <laughs> just fucking went down <laughs> <laughs> between rock and roll and the devil yeah and they had no idea yeah i don't know i like that that yeah, little I mean, tag at the ending whether i'm right and that's what the intent was or whether it's something completely different yeah i mean i would think just i mean because it i mean it ends with He's vanquished the devil. Yeah. But he hasn't destroyed the devil. No. He, he's knocked him back into hell. And he's, you know, he's going to try and come back. And it, I think he even said a line like, like, see you next time. or something. Like there was some yeah, okay. kind of like, do this again next time. I'll <laughs> kick your butt the next time too. Like, <laughs> like so it just kind of strikes me as, yeah, he's the intercessors still out there he's still guarding the earth he's still, still gonna intercessing yeah he's he's not going anywhere because he knows the devil's gonna come back and he's on the lookout yeah sadly they did not make a sequel uh but while I was looking around, I found out that some fans did make a sequel. Oh. And apparently, John Michael Thor appears, but I don't know how how much he appears in it or mm. whatever. But I, I see it as like an unofficial <laughs> fan-made sequel. But it's called Intercessor, <laughs> Another Rock and Roll Nightmare. <laughs> so I haven't seen it. it judging from the small clip I watched... It looks like a total piece of shit. <laughs> but um, who knows? If I saw a small clip of this, I might have, I might think it was a total piece of shit, too. So who knows? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And great ending. Pulls it all together. Yeah. And you just go out on some good rock and roll. Fuck yeah. What more do you want out of a movie? You yeah, know? I mean, it's just... <laughs> you get some fun monsters running around. You get some rock and roll. Fights the devil. Yeah, you get a... More rock and roll. Yeah. It's just... <laughs> it works. It's fucking awesome, yeah. I, I... I was a little scared, I have to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I always say that, but... Yeah, th this one pulled it off. I don't have much faith in other things pulling off what yeah. this one did of uh, just being entertaining in those those build-up moments. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because looking at it structurally, it's like that. these are things that would normally just get me really, really bored. Right. But the power of rock and roll. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> It's powerful. 
kept me interested. So especially coming from uh, from Thor. <laughs> right. I mean, it's not just a regular person. <laughs> this is a fucking Thor. Yeah. <laughs> this is a rock god. <laughs> oh, I love him. I sing his praises. Uh, it did strike me that um, when he's giving all these names of the devil and stuff, yeah. that he's going from like all sorts of different like uh, regions of the, the earth, of different yes. different cultures, and you know he's going from like Asia and Middle East and Europe and yeah, like everywhere. And it kind of struck me because you know he has this persona as Thor of being this yeah. And then I was like, oh, well, he's not doing anything, like, Nordic here, per se. No. He doesn't have, like, Thor's hammer or anything. Like, he's... he And he doesn't even call himself Thor. He's the intercessor. But, right. But I'm like, at the same time, I'm thinking, oh, he's giving the devil in all of these different multicultural forms. Yeah. Maybe Thor is just this one cultural form of him that is spanning the globe. And oh, shit. <laughs> and he has as many <laughs> names and as many forms. And oh, fuck. <laughs> And I just don't know, because man. he has normally gone by Thor does not mean that he is limited to just that <laughs> that I, pre representation. <laughs> I didn't think Thor could get more badass, <laughs> but I think you just made him more badass. <laughs> Holy fuck. I like it. Wow. Man. Yeah, I like it. Just opened the door on even more possibilities. Yeah. Here. What a badass dude. <laughs> God damn. Because it, yeah. it does fit with Thor. It does. He's in, an immortal. In actual and, yeah. mythology, he is the guardian of you know the human realm. Like He guards the earth from the giants that come in to cause havoc. Well, so. there you go. So it does fit with what Thor does in the yeah. actual Norse myths. So, well, there you go. Yeah. So I have a feeling that that John Michael Thor is a, is a big fan of like that kind of stuff, and okay. so I'm sure he he read up on it and was like, okay, we want to, you know, work this in somewhere. Right. So it, uh, it works. Yeah. Fuck. I'm mean, I just I, I don't even know what to say. I'm just like you gotta process all of that. Man, the, yeah. Just the the world just opened up. The of, totality of Thor <laughs> as you know, the entity of the intercessor has just you know, like I can't comprehend it. <laughs> wow. I'm gonna have to meditate on that one. <laughs> Let it sink in for a while and I'll go up into the mountains and uh, <laughs> fucking hermitage. Yeah, f find a waterfall to like <laughs> sit cross legged under and meditate yeah. for a while. And... God damn. Wow, I like that. Yeah. You just came up with that now or, or when that was were... when I was watching the movie. Okay, okay. Like when, when he reveals the whole intercessor story, I'm like, oh, this, this isn't Thor. But I can kind of see it work. But he just gave this whole like Araman and all. Yeah, that. yeah. And he keeps like every time he talks to him, he uses a completely different name for him, like Asmodeus and Old yeah. Scratch. And, like he just calls him a different name every time he <laughs> says something. You know? So I'm like, oh, if this this guy is everywhere in in all these different forms, why wouldn't Thor also yeah. just be meeting him everywhere under different names throughout and, time? Yeah. You know? Man, now I want a whole series of these fucking movies. <laughs> oh, man, I want to see Thor's Adventures. Fuck. There's a... I have a, a, a an album of Thor's on vinyl, and it came with a comic book. Oh. And uh, I don't remember what the story is, but I remember him in space. <laughs> <laughs> doing some fucking thing so perhaps it expands on on that idea hey, maybe it's hmm. a, a new lens to examine yeah yeah thor's works through yeah now i'm really interested in looking up more of those albums too because 
metal in general seems to favor like mythology as a as a subject or at least the ones that i like right right. i I think even going back to like i mean it's always been like people thinking oh it's satanic and you know there's there's always been this association with yeah kind of strange supernatural magical kind of right so it, it it bleeds very easily into a kind of a mythology and yeah yeah there's i'm 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 sad right now because the the one band that i really love manila road they Mm -hmm. they do all kinds of shit like that they have songs whole albums about atlantis and they have a whole Mm -hmm. section of an album that's about conan and fucking all kinds of shit just just run the fucking gamut of cool stories and mythology and stuff and the the main guy the songwriter and guitarist and stuff he just died like a couple days ago and so i've been like just fucking cranking the music and just really uh drinking it in Mm. and uh so i'm just thinking about that that connection Uh. fuck man but but i was looking at the thor albums and a bunch of the titles and stuff were all like Ooh, look at that. That's some Viking shit. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, it's kind of, this just came to me like a few minutes ago. Yeah. That um, Norse mythology, for the most part, was preserved through uh, skaldic poetry, through these basically traveling minstrels who would sing okay. these songs out of all of the legends of these great heroes gone by and so this really just fits right into just yeah metal and rock and roll just being this modern representation of this skaldic poetry that's fucking uh, dope yeah that was preserving all of these great legends of heroes gone by past yeah i like it and thor is just adding right into (laughs) it yeah (laughs) Man. Just continuing that yeah. tradition in the modern day. That's dope. <laughs> That's dope. <clears throat> Have you ever seen the movie Cole the Conqueror? <laughs> no, no, I haven't. <laughs> well, I that, that is a movie that I never wanted to see when it came out. I thought, wow, oh, Cole the Conqueror, who fucking won't watch that piece of shit? <laughs> I'll just watch Conan. And some somehow or another, I, I came around to write a review of it. I don't remember how I, I decided to write a review of it or what, but uh, I watched it, and it's a you know it's a fantasy movie. It's like Conan, let right. weird, crazy shit going on, magic and fucking swords and shit. Mm-hmm. The music is fucking heavy metal, <laughs> <laughs> and it's fucking awesome. <laughs> Oh man, now I want to watch it even more. Like it's super fun, super fun movie. All kinds of crazy cool fantasy shit and sword shit and and fucking heavy metal and it's just like holy shit, man, this movie's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I've I've kind of <laughs> wanted to watch it for a while just cuz it just because it's an 80s fantasy movie. Yeah. And there's not a whole lot of those. Well, it's like 90s something. Oh, it's 90s? Yeah. It's probably like 96 or 7 oh, or something. Wow. It's much more recent than I thought. Yeah, because it's like after the Hercules series. Oh, okay. Because Kevin Sorbo is Cole. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> but right. uh, Cole yeah. is a Robert E. Howard guy, isn't he? I think so. I think he might be from from that, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's uh, he's another creation of the, the Conan guy. Yeah, yeah, and it sounds right. I'm not positive on yeah. that but uh, it, it sounds right i threw it to you because i thought you would know but yeah you have failed me once again <laughs> <laughs> sitting here being starscreen no no i'm pr- i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure he he's a robert e howard thing but yeah. anyway it feels like a conan kind of sort of thing right and i if i'm not mistaken the movie itself was like it started as an arnold conan sequel that they just didn't make and then they sort of eventually made it into a cole movie yeah so uh that's that's one to watch yeah it's (laughs) yeah but i mean well even in the 90s there weren't 
that many fantasy movies around. No, there's not a lot. So it's it's just something I felt like I should watch it. I like this fantasy stuff. Yeah. It it's one of the few examples of that era. Yeah, there's whether there's... it's good or not, it's just something that I should probably check out. Right. Yeah, from I mean, in the eighties there's more just because of Conan. There's like a ton of B movie Conans. Right. And, and uh But I mean Cole maybe not high quality but it's it's not i mean, maybe it's a b movie but it's a studio movie but yeah, it's, it's not it's not like the fucking middle of summer tentpole movie yeah it's like there was actual like studio professionals going in and making this movie. yeah no so it's it was, a, it's a real deal movie but it's not it's probably like moderately budgeted and yeah. there's some cg but there's a lot of like physical effects still and it's mm. uh it's cool. I was fucking surprised. Yeah. It blew me away. No, I'll watch it again and be like, what was I thinking? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so, man. Fucking fantasy and heavy metal is just like the perfect marriage yeah, for me. So it's a great combination right there. Yeah. But uh, yeah, in the 80s, there's a lot of low budget ones because everybody wanted to capitalize on that Conan thing. Right. Bunch of Roger Corman ones. And even like... Uh, the Italian industry. Oh, they were getting in on it too. They're, they're big. They're big uh, copycat industry. I don't think that they still do that now, but maybe they do. I don't know. Maybe they're making like low budget Transformers movies or whatever the fuck is <laughs> the Avengers movies or whatever the fuck. I don't know. But because uh, they went from like like before Spaghetti Westerns was was uh sword and sandal like barbarian movies yeah another there was like a bunch of old like hercules movies <laughs> yeah or, like jason and the argonauts kind of things that were yeah there was all those a bunch of that crap wound up on mst3k and yep there's a lot of those then they went to spaghetti westerns and then there's a couple of other genres there's a bunch of rambo <laughs> sort mm -hmm. of ripoffs and then there's a bunch of fucking uh conan ripoffs <laughs> <laughs> so yeah yeah so you know i kind of want to there's lots of stuff out there yeah yeah i want to get more into that now it's yeah like, that's it's the problem every time i turn around there's something else i want to get into and yeah especially from from probably 60s to 80s maybe 90s whatever genre was popular around the world there's probably an italian knockoff <laughs> group of movies <laughs> <Right>. based around <laughs> them because <laughs> that's kind of what their whole industry was based around for not their whole industry but a lot their, of their whole happening. low yeah. budget industry <laughs> i should say yeah like the i don't know for a while the main industry was like horror movies and stuff when they were ripping off themselves with the giallo movies hmm. dario argento made yeah. these f sort of gloved killer movies and then everybody in it italy started making gloved killer movies <laughs> and now it's like this whole genre but uh good old italians yeah well yeah i i don't know what else to add to i don't know yeah I, th I think i've we've already expanded on uh a lot of good stuff. Yeah. We've rocked it. We've rolled it. Yeah. It's awesome. I don't know. Fucking rock and roll nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> what is there to say? Yeah. All right. So, yeah. Fucking watch it. Yeah. If, if you if you like movies and you want to be happy in your life, watch <laughs> rock and roll fucking nightmare. That's yeah, it. It's a, a feel-good horror movie. Yeah. Yeah, it makes you feel good. It reconnects you with the rock spirit that you may have lost in your in your soul. Who knows? Yeah. It's a good movie. <laughs> All right. So, uh yeah. We'll uh we'll see you next time. Yeah. And uh arrivederci. <laughs> <laughs> see ya.
will scratch my ass.